Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hey kids, do you like professional wrestling? Well, we like professional wrestling too. This is Shake Them Ropes. I am Jeff Hawkins. He is Chris Novembrino on the other side there. A little bit of update on the uh, request for feedback. I thank you all for doing it. It was about 50-50, go or stay. It was overwhelmingly, we don't want to pay for this. Um, <laughs> which I was like, you know, I'll pay $3.99 a month for Fightful Select. Okay, great. But with other podcasts leaving the network, uh, it looks like we're going to be staying with Shake Them Ropes. Or not sure with Shake Them Ropes. Of course, we're staying with Shake Them Ropes at the title of the podcast. Staying I was voice- pushing for a name change. It appears that that has uh, he hit wanted the rocks. Shake Them Nobs, and I just yeah, was like, no. Yeah. I was like, no. That's I hot. <laughs> I like that. That's a new millennium sort of name. <laughs> no, but we are going to. Uh, we're going to fold in. Uh, we're going to make the lazy river of wrestling criticism lazier, as we like to say. We're going to fold in a little retro content here and there. We will warn. I will warn you on the show descriptions as we go. But like next week. If we have time, we're looking at, uh, I I asked Chris to to watch one of the great failures, but high concept shows in wrestling history. And that would be Starcade 89 Future Shock. I hold it dear in my heart because I wanted it to be so much more than it was. And it was disappointing, but we'll talk about that because this is Starcade season, not Survivor Series season. More on that as he decided to go with announcements today on social media in a moment and we'll get to the news in a moment chris came on frazzled and i don't know what this is about so i told him save it for the show and the floor is yours senator uh all right hawkins you like callbacks in narrative arcs don't you uh sometimes all right you remember uh from the summer season of that's our Nove, where our our dear sweet novi was besieged with hot water drama involving his hot water heater. Are, are you talking about yourself in the third person? Because I'm yes, like a li- like a television <laughs> show, no less. Uh, okay. As I, as I often do, this is not actually new. You, you're just you're blacking it out from. I know. Uh, I remember like it. other traumatic experiences that I, I sometimes inflict upon you. Yeah, and that's fine. And that's fine, really. So I am minding my own business on Wednesday, Hawkins. I I I, I am being innocent. I'm being nice kind uh thinking oh, about change okay. i'm thinking about architecture uh, i'm reflecting <laughs> on the sun i do it thinking about architecture has yeah. never been said on a wrestling podcast ever but please continue yeah i love structures uh but that's not really that's neither here nor there all of a sudden knock 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 a rap 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 on the door gone in an instant are, are all my thoughts of grecian columns and and other things that i was ruminating on and and at my door is a lunk 
who says that he wants to come in and get the hot water heater up to code. Hawkins, I did not request anything involving this hot water heater. There's there's nothing wrong with this hot water heater. Um, and all of a sudden, I have to let this guy in. And uh, he starts taking photos of it. And he says, oh, we're going to have to make repairs, blah, blah, blah. I have students and stuff coming over. I am, like, absolutely not prepared for this. They, of course, gave me no notice for any of this. Um, so I go to the guy. I'm like, look, you can come back Friday when I'm off and I can supervise you. Because, like, in other scenarios, I've had my cats get loose in the courtyard because of these lunks. I don't need these people in, in my apartment. Not the least of which is they don't wear masks and any number of other things. Uh, I, I mentioned the time I got a whole bunch of stuff stolen a week after one of these people came in into work in my apartment. I don't really like when maintenance people come into my place. Um, so they come back on Friday. And this guy is here until about 7.15, five hours he's here. Um, and at the end of the day, he finally leaves. I'm unwinding, and I'm getting ready to do one of my favorite activities, which is, before I go off to band practice here, which is going to be sit down and have a quick soak in my bathtub, which used to, in the past tense, um, be able to draw hot water all the way to the top of it. Well, Hawkins, this dope, he broke my freaking hot water heater again. <laughs> Guess who just took a cold shower again, Hawkins? Guess who's back to cold showers again? Um, so I marched back up. I have a gig tonight. So I had to take a nice cold shower before I got on the air here today. Um, I already went up to the front office today and said, hey, I need a plumber to come out here and fix my hot water heater. That plumber was here today, and he still didn't fix it. So now we're going to be coming up on time three here starting on Monday. So yeah, I'm getting to go through it all over again. And unlike WWE, my life actually has narrative arcs and reprisals. Things in the past create context for things in the future. And Unfortunately, people don't get cut ridiculously because, God, there are a number of people from my life cast who would be getting cut right now if I could. For budgetary reasons? Yeah. Gone is the entire <laughs> office staff in my stupid teleplay here. Cutting all of them out. Please, please take cold showers from now on before recording. That's that's a that's a directive from producer uh, Bobo the Wonder Chimp. Uh, <laughs> starting with actual... Um, uh, you know, kind of sanguine news, to be honest with you. Uh, John Moxley, uh, Tony Khan has released a statement saying he will be going to inpatient rehab for alcohol and will be out until uh, or will be out until further notice. Uh, I am very, very high on the choice of inpatient rehab for Moxley. I know that there are other things for Moxley or for, for, for alcohol rehab to do where you can do it, but I like for me, it appears with the release of his book and how he talks about his family and his kids and how he really wants to, you know, be the best dad and be the best husband he is. I think this is a strong choice uh, to, to number one, ask for help. Number two, get it and go through with it. And number three, just get away from any kind of stimuli that might, uh, might be problematic in some ways. And of course, the real tough part will be after rehab because there's so much socializing at the bar and, you know, having a few drinks with friends and stuff. And that's going to be hard for him to call those types of relationships out of there. But uh, best of luck to John Moxley in this journey. And, and I am very happy. Look, it's cliche, but yes, the first 
hardest step is admitting that you have a problem and uh, good for him because he is on the roll of his career and he has decided to stop it to get help for a personal issue to help him in the long term. Yeah, um, I, I when I'm thinking about Moxley, I mean, uh, beyond all these sort of obvious sentiments of I'm really glad that he admitted that he had a problem. I'm glad that he's getting treatment. Um, I thought that uh, the way the company handled it was quite wonderful. I do um, too, from, yeah. From, from the, the crowd offering support in CM Punk. And for those who might think that that is um, platitudinal or sort of like an empty gesture, I offer to you the case study of WWE with Jimmy Uso, a stark, stark, horrible contrast where they just brought that guy back to work. There doesn't seem to be a real... Uh, sense of oh you need to get this stuff under control or anything with him um so like this doesn't always happen they don't always cheer you on or worse still uh wwe jeff hardy they actually try to put their fingers into open wounds in some cases uh i'll and, give you i'll give you a more recent one allegedly nia Jax taking time off for mental issues they told her to come back on the 15th and then they just fired her allegedly yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying with this, uh, I mean, there there might be other things with Nia too, but I'm talking specifically yes. about the yes. fact that Jeff Hardy was put into you're an alcoholic storylines yes. yes. time and again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So no, like, the, you know, if Nia had taken time off for like weight issues or like weight, mental, body dysmorphia sort of things, and then came back and had to do like your fat storylines, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, like, yeah, I'm 100% with you. Which, which, oh my God, they love doing that with the women, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that they're all going to have to be uh, under the age of 25, won't be such a problem anymore. But uh, yeah. but to finish off on Moxley here, um, I, I, I hope that he gets well. I, I, look, it, it is really tough to change your lifestyle. Um, and I, I think hopefully, you know, starting a family uh, and, and having this moment of reset, having this time away from the business, just kind of like refocus and recenter on what matters. Uh, I, I, and also knowing Moxley's past and stuff, uh, in a weird way, sometimes having a rocky past can doom you, but sometimes having a rocky past can also really steal you in yes. certain ways, um, where you go, oh, wow, I know, I know what lays down that road, maybe in part because I've been down that road before, or because someone very close to me, um, who potentially probably hurt me, um, has been down that road as well. So I'm like super glad that Moxley's getting the help that he needs. I hope that he makes a full recovery. Um, I thought the company handled this wonderfully. Um, he seems like a swell dude. So yeah, I wish him the best. History can repeat itself very, very easily in generations. It, it can. I mean, it, what they say, hurt people, hurt people. And, you know, sons of alcoholics become fathers <laughs> who are alcoholic it it uh yeah and and you pretty much said everything else i wanted to say so let's get to the other company in question oh the wwe had one of its rollicking quarterly financial reports come out in addition to other news of the week this will all be lumped in together into one big conversation don't worry i'm getting to the cuts it's a coming 256 million. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. People were cut? People were cut, Chris. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. But they're really profitable. That, that is, that is, what? How profitable were they, Jeff? Thank you, Nov. That's a great question. 256 million in revenue in the quarter. In addition, some people will no longer be joining us. 
first from the front office, WWE Chief Financial Officer Christina Salen. Reportedly not well liked, but that could either be because she's competent or incompetent. You never really know. Stepped down or was told to leave, but uh, she's out. Laura Petricelli, WWE's Vice President of Branding, John Stamatis, Senior Vice President of Global Marketing and Sales Strategy, Laura Todd, Vice President of Partnership Marketing, Mark, Mike, I think you say this, Giacco, Senior Manager of Talent Sales and Global Partnerships, former WWE 24-7 champion, worked there for over eight years, Stan Stansky, Senior Vice President of Creative Services, and Beth Davis, Senior Vice President of Global Marketing. If you had Senior or Vice President in your name, you were in a little bit of trouble. In addition, talent also seeing <laughs> seeing a little bit of shortages under the guise of quote unquote budget cuts. Now underneath the surface, other reasons here. We'll get to those in a moment, but your hit list for this time from the NXT roster, Ember Moon, Katrina Cortez, who some may remember from uh, being Sin Cara's second for a while, but she was also the woman involved in B-Fab's in-ring debut. Jeet Rama, Jesse Kamiya, Oni Lorkin, a.k.a. Biff Music, Trey Baxter, a.k.a. Blake Christian, and Zeta Ramier, a.k.a. AQA, who had a big win over Tony Storm on NXT TV, and she also teamed with Zoe Stark in the first round of the NXT Women's Tag Championship Tournament on there. Going to the main roster, some interesting choices, some choices that wouldn't surprise you at all if you thought about it. B-Fab of Hit Row, gone, had just signed her, her main roster contract last week. And, and they memory hold her. Um, the, the thing yep. I was listening yep. for was on SmackDown. I mean, and this is gimmick killing stuff. Uh, Hit Row's theme song no longer has the ever important minor third Hit hook. Row of hit row which is like the only melodic information in that whole yes. song and again it's just a minor third but it is the hook it's the thing that even pat mcafee was still singing and the song just the track stinks without her going hit row it, it's just it's just generic trap beats more analysis on talent side in a second but continuing the main roster bloodbath eva marie grand metalik harry smith carrion cross Keith Lee, no longer a Bearcat, finally freedom. Lince Dorado, Mia Yim. No, no, you know what he is? You know what he is? You know what he is? He He's bear cut. Because oh, yeah, the gimmick. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Um, <laughs> Lince Dorado, Mia, get it together, Hawkins. Mia Yim, who's, who's, who's finest main roster Performance was having a seizure in front of MVP in the ring, if you remember that. Nia Jax and Scarlett Bordeaux, who never made it to camera either. Um, let's go with the business aspect of this, because I have thoughts. Chris, it, it, you know, they're, they're saying it's because of uh, budget cuts underneath the service. Some of these possible vaccination issues i know of at least one and i believe i can say it i think harry smith was a vaccination issue or at least is intimated to me but you don't know who's who so it's not good to speculate anyways uh so that you know shouldn't do that 
I mean, the the only other one that I guess you, you could take an educated guess on would be B-Fab, given the fact that she was literally just inked to a contract yes. last week. So something would have had to have come up rather acutely. There are rumors that Nia Jax might have been one as well, but, you know, or and Karrion Cross. you know, it just it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, quite frankly. Um, but the senior vice presidents and stuff getting cut did intrigue me quite a bit because we've been talking about this budget cuts and why they're doing these things, quote unquote, under the guise of budget cuts. And the timing here is interesting because they did all this on the day of their Q3 meeting with shareholders. Now, Chris, I have never heard this on a podcast and it's entirely, entirely possibly the darkest cynical take I have ever had. Is it possible that they cut all these people to hopefully get a pop on the stock on a Friday? Yeah, why not? To further juice <laughs> for to further juice the profitability thing. Like you are you've announced your quarterly profits, you are profitable. You announce cuts to sort of juice up the the pop that you would have. So I maybe there is. Well, part of the folding in this is that CFOs rare I mean CFOs are usually announced pretty early in the quarter or whatever that they're leaving and that they'll be transitioned because you're going to take a stock hit for your CFO leaving usually. And they held the secret until the day of. And I think she, I don't know if she was fired or she left There's a little bit of weirdness in the wording of it, because it's one of those things where it's like, if you step down, you're usually, you usually get a nice, okay, so-and-so is stepping down and in her stead will be this position, blah, blah, blah. So-and-so had been with us since, August the 20th, whatever. And this one was just announced who her replacement was and that she would no longer be with the company. Uh, so it, it intimates to me that she was possibly fired on that. Here's another secondary business interest that I'm thinking. Ring of Honor now has their entire roster as free agents. A lot of these people were Triple H people from the indies that were signed and are now, I mean, at least on the on the main roster side, is it possible that as a corporate strategy that Vince is releasing fan favorites, thinking that Tony Khan's going to oversign way too many people, like WCW used to? Look, here's the, no, no. Here's the thing: people love Trey Baxter. Uh, I mean, you, you get on Twitter, it's basically, they might as well rename the website TreyBaxter.com at this point. Don't be um, sarcastic. People do like Blake Christian on the indies. Okay. So, I mean, I, but like, yeah, but no, I, I mean, like I, people like him on like, the indies, I'm, but the I'm idea that like, like Keith Lee, who, you know, was, was still Ember Moon. Oh, okay. So this is, yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, but like Ember and Keith would probably not command wildly overpriced contracts and like i think like look if khan picked up ember or keith lee one they'd do infinitely better with those two guys yes um, so i think they'd be I, I think basically uh both of those talents can be had at reasonable prices in no small part because of the fact that wwe depressed their stock price i think ember moon issues 
aside when it comes to like promos and things um I, she's a tremendous talent um she's very likable uh she, she's got a, a real character in the ring and she seems to me to be somebody who could be extremely marketable especially to like the aew fan base and if she went into the aew women's division right now i think she's she'd be top maybe, five she's top i was about to say she's top five she she has to she'd be you know Especially after watching this week's matches. Oh, Red Velvet! You mean you you didn't see you didn't see something you were really impressed with the Red Velvet? Okay. Uh, yeah, Red, Red Velvet and uh, the Bunny, the bun- and also, and the and bunny. also Jamie Hader and uh, and Anna J. Yeah, I like Anna J. I, I, I don't know. I, People like them. It doesn't mean they're good necessarily. Um, yeah, it's, that's yeah, that's where I'm at on that. Let, uh, let it's it's one of those things. There's other little rumblings here and there. Chris already intimated to it as reported by Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer. They will be looking for female talent under the age of 25, which is probably a good thing because they don't do anything with them for nine years anyways. See Noof slash Aaliyah making her debut on the SmackDown roster this week. <laughs> as someone who doesn't watch SmackDown and asking, hey, I can trust Sami Zayn, can't I? Uh, <laughs> let, let's go through some of the talent. Let's start with, uh, uh, NXT just because there's, uh, you know, there's not as much to talk about, but Ember Moon, we just spoke about Katrina Cortez is 36. They tried and they tried and they tried. There just wasn't much there. Jeet Rama is a little bit surprising cause he was on TV this past week. Um, and they, they want to expand into foreign markets, but they don't at the same time because they never do anything with their foreign talent. Um, Jesse Camilla, we've been over it tons of times on this show. She was rebranded and rebranded and rebranded and rebranded and rebranded. Has some athletic gifts, but is a bit clumsy. It has a personality, too, yes. is the other thing. Like, no, I, I, Her best it, gimmick was her first one. And the problem was it was the one where she was kind of playing a nerdy, fangirl with a talk show type thing called the jesse show it was kind of it was really about like being a social media influencer and stuff like that it was really really good the problem was it was very very close to bailey's old gimmick of of you know the fangirl in nxt but that was obviously her best gimmick in my opinion yeah i agree um i like jesse kamea i like Uh, her yeah yeah (laughs) uh, there there's there's a thing there with her she tries She tries, yeah. and you can tell she's trying too. Yeah, there, 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 there's an act there. I, I, I don't, I don't know what it is, and I know, I know it's late or whatever. But like, I, 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 I like her. I think she's got something. The guy that's gonna probably be immediately picked up because he was, he was a favorite on the Indies before he got there is Oni Lorkin, aka Biff Busick, a guy who I think overkicked his coverage in a WWE system because I remember when he was signed, I was like, what are they gonna do with a bald? kind of skinny guy who's on the smaller side great training great pedigree trained by lance storm love him in pwg really do has a, has an angry tough guy gimmick but i just thought he'd get there and get eaten up and no he he you know at first he came in to make people look good and i thought okay this will be his level but instead he got put on that team with the former martin stone aka danny uh, uh danny or, birch danny birch had a great match against, uh, I believe, the Undisputed Era at one of the takeovers. Had great matches, I believe, with Mustache Mountain at one point. He's gonna be, he's gonna be AEW bound, I believe, because all those he's of that generation. And let me tell you something: I am here for Biff Busick versus Brian Danielson 
That is going to be a violent he, match. He, yeah, no, he's going he's gonna to be awesome. I'm definitely here for uh, Biff Busick versus Brian Danielson. I, I completely agree. The second I heard he was gone, I was like, okay, well, you know, DeBry is going to be pushing for that. Trey Baxter, uh, Blake Christian, hottest name on the Indies when he was signed. He'll go back to the Indies or he'll go to New Japan Super Juniors, and he will, he, he'll probably be, get a dark or an elevation match somewhere very, very soon. These guys are only on 30-day contracts. <laughs> They're not signed through Christmas. Ha- Merry Christmas, everybody. Great company they work for. And then Zeta Ramir, AQA. I thought she was really good in the, in the couple things that she did. She wasn't spectacular, but she's another one where I guess the AEW giving her a flyer on a darker elevation here and there. I mean, she's small, but she's a lot more athletic. I think she's better than uh, Caden Cross. Or not Caden Cross. Uh, Hogan? I, no, the Lacey Lane, uh, whatever her name is. She's with uh, the, the two short girl teams. The other half, that's not Casey Catanzaro. Oh, 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 uh, oh. Uh, Caden yeah. Carter. Caden Carter. Carter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, uh, I, think she, I, I, mm, I think Zayda mm. Ramirez will probably be better than Kira Hogan. I don't, I, I don't know that she's better than Caden Carter. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not yeah, now, yeah, but she, yeah. she will be. Trained by Booker T. Uh, for reality, but she hadn't been in the business that long. She's very young, which just makes it a little bit more surprising. Main roster now, B Fab. That's, I mean, but here, okay, counterpoint for you, Chris. No, no, no. I, I actually am willing to take the devil's advocate on B Fab to hit me. Uh, one, saw what she could do in the ring in NXT. Wasn't much. Two, they don't like to pay people who can't get in the ring, they don't pay managers. And they don't pay valets, really. Do we have any valets in the uh, in the WWE system now? Uh, Paul Heyman. Other than Heyman, other than Heyman, who who can get over with his mouth? I don't yeah. think there are. MVP no, no. is in ring. Uh, you know, Chad Gable in ring. So yeah, I, I think they cut her. There's a possibility they cut her because she has no in ring use. That's a possibility. Either, either, I, I, it seems less like it seems less likely because um, I think look uh, she's nothing she's not no we saw that she was not good in the ring uh, right. like we saw she's not good in the ring um she was not war crimes horrible no. in the ring either <laughs> so like it, you know I I could certainly see her being rehabilitated I, I mean here's the other thing it you watch the three guys the three guys without B Fab just feel vacant and empty yes and what's going to happen is they're they're gonna see that and they're gonna break off top dollar (laughs) because he's big (laughs) uh eva marie did more than anybody could have ever expected i think uh i thought she might be look she worked hard and just never improved it's just one of those weird things with her i i I, and she even showed signs of improvement at yes. various points but yes. it never stuck never stuck because she was training with uh brian kendrick yeah the videos with uh, yeah. the brian kendrick when she was working with kendrick those are pretty good grand metalik been asking for his release for a while finally got it uh he will be somewhere <laughs> it's a shame he wasn't available instead of Aerostar on a heat you dynamite let's put it that way i can't believe that arrow star's body is not broken into a thousand pieces at this point <laughs> well, like, he's like, a rocket ship chris you know this from lucha underground no he's, he's a, a he, he's a time traveler i, I know this from lucha <laughs> underground come on buddy uh but he you know he'll get work in mexico he'll probably get some work in the states 
Uh, it'll be interesting. We got well, a lot Danielson of... wants to have a match with Grand Metal League too, so it might Does even he? be just yeah, yeah, because yeah, Danielson's always talking fondly about. Oh Metal well, League. then he's then he's you know that that's that's a vanity promotion right now for him in AEW. The opening match on some show is going to be Danielson, but, but against whoever the hell he wants to wrestle. So yeah, he'll get yeah, there. and and you know it turns out that people really like that. Harry Smith, uh, the former Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, Got signed at the at WrestleMania, used on TV in a dark match once, never heard from again. Apparently, some issues with travel because they wanted to use him for NXT UK as a uh, figurehead, but uh, could never get overseas for some reason. Hmm. Uh, options in the future. Look, he's Lance Archer's former tag team partner. I could very well see him doing that again or going to New Japan again. Well, okay. Um, I was thinking about this. There are, I, I assuming AEW has some sort of vaccination standard. Um, yes. So for the for these individuals, uh, who you know, again, are talking a bit, hypothetically because I don't know I, for a fact. Right. No, talking hypothetically because we don't know for a fact. Um, but for these individuals who are uh, electing to not get vaccinated. Um, I don't necessarily know that their employment opportunities are going to be any more robust over at AEW, uh, I, I, unless Khan has a more laxed policy when it comes to being vaccinated. Karrion Cross. You know what's great, Hawkins? I got to watch Karrion Cross's career die live and in person here in Dallas. <laughs> I don't know if that's great to say you got to see somebody's career die. But look, when when he and Scarlet, well, you want to see something memorable at a raw when he and Scarlet first did that entrance, and we all clowned it because the bad lip syncing was throughout the song. We get it, but it was in black and white. And I watched. It, I went, "This is a package ready made for the main roster. This is it. This is what they want in an NXT. They want to see people get packaged and be ready made for the main roster." I thought you put this on at a WrestleMania. It's going to get over. I thought for, I thought carrying cross was can't miss with this entire act and this entire thing. And then NXT made him talk way too much, which was a mistake. Uh, the, 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 and then they decided that he didn't need Scarlet, which yeah. is the ultimate mistake. I, and, and you know, if anything, the making him talk more was foreshadowing that they were going to try to do this carry cross thing without Scarlet. And it didn't work when he talked more. And then he came to the main roster and it really didn't work. And uh, it's, it's kind of, it's amazing. Like the guy's a former NXT champion. He's just completely going to be memory hold. Keith Lee. Uh, <laughs> they, they tried Hawkins. They tried twice with him. They not only did they, they put the belt on him once he got injured. They came back and they're like, no, we're gonna put the belt on you one more time. And then they gave up. Karen Cross or Keith Lee. Karen Cross, not Keith yeah. Lee. Yeah, no. I was just laughing because of your joke about Keith Lee. That was still fantastic. Yeah, Karen yeah, Cross was pure. Vince's come in and says, I want to see changes to NXT that help us on the main roster. And Karen Cross was that in spades. And he still got clowned, probably because he's like an inch too short for Vince or something like that. I mean, it was probably something petty as hell with him. Uh, Keith Lee. God love him. Uh, Wade Keller on his daily report was quote unquote told that Keith Lee had perceived attitude issues backstage. He did not like the idea of doing jobs. And this was the same in NXT too. And often complained, well, gee whiz, 
if you're a star, you don't like to lose and you want to be protective of your character. A lot of times there's two different kinds of difficult, as we like to say, the difficult where you're questioning everything and the difficult where you're questioning things are stupid. He went up on his main roster debut and lost week one to Randy Orton, right? I believe that's how it went. Or did he beat Randy Orton? I can't remember. No, Ab- he he lo- he had an admirable showing against Orton, yes. but came up short. Yes, it was that story. After holding off for way too long after his Royal Rumble appearance, where Brock Lesnar went holy crap during his entrance, and he was wonderful in that in that in that Royal Rumble, and then they did nothing with him. And, and it just... It, it, and, and, and let's go a little bit further, too, with Lee specifically. The type of character that Lee presents in the ring and the type of guy that he is, wins and losses really matter, particularly yes. losses. Um, and, and it's not that, like, the guy can never lose or that the guy needs to be belted as the main champion or whatever, but, like, you can't have a Trey Baxter just, like, get a pin on a Keith Lee and keep the Keith Lee character really intact. Well, you um, can't get pin, like, pin after pin after pin, no matter how good of a show you have on him on a guy that you are trying to and, you're trying to uh, 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 uh what, what do i say build build no but but the audience condition there's the word i'm looking for condition the audience that this guy is a winner and this guy is a star and this yeah, guy means and, something and, and, and even even competitive bat. losses to randy orton and things like that for a character Still losses like, right no, and, and and again i'm gonna just use baxter because he just like he's he's an obvious contrast here Baxter having a really, really competitive match against Randy Orton in his debut actually does something for a Baxter. It's not ideal, as we all know, but like it does something more qualitatively more than a Keith Lee, who is a bigger, larger guy than the person he's going in against. So when you have the under an underdog who is smaller, you got more lateral room to pin them occasionally. A big guy, especially a big baby face, but also true with a big heel, you can't pin them often. You can't have him taking law. Keith Lee cannot be crying and tapping out. Um, Otherwise, you don't have a Keith Lee character that is limitless. You got, oh, let's debut Vader against Ricochet and have Ricochet get a roll up pin on Vader after an admirable showing or whatever. It's just like, what are you? Ah, anyways. For those who might be arguing with their podcasting device right now, look, Keith Lee was the first double champion in NXT, holding both the North American and world title at the same time. They thought when when NXT still was on the downswing of mattering, but when it still mattered, and he was over with that hot, smarky crowd. So so don't tell me he was never over, okay? You w, the WWE casual that, fan that, that's That's lunacy. No, Keith Lee is over, was over, will be over again. Knows how to get over. You know, People like lunacy. Keith Lee, you let him get on the microphone and deliver one promo in AEW where, like, where he gets to just go out and be Keith Lee. That audience is going to be eating out of the palm of his hand. They will be all about it. Let's say Dorado interesting came in for the cruiserweight classic i believe as a uh alternate but he was in roh for a while the only member of the lucha house party who would speak english uh and, and, and they, well and, and well no well, he's puerto rican so yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. He's, he's it was one of those things where they never took advantage of that for the for the lucha house party all that much except for that stupid story when they broke him up and and then Callisto gets cut like a month and a half later because he's like just hanging around with Sasha backstage all the time. But, that that was when Callisto went heel by wearing trophy hats. Yes, yes, that that uh, <laughs> that great, great creative thing. Hey, what, 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 what an angle! <laughs> I'm gonna wear a hat. Oh, 
Okay, great. Oh, uh, uh, those trophies are what douchebags wear. <laughs> I guess you are a heel now. Mia Yim. Again, another one of these. If AEW picks her up, she's top five in the division already. I, you can you can ask why Mia Yim was not ever given a chance on TV. And I could tell you that. But just think of the proclivities of Dunn, Pritchard, and Vince. And you'll figure it out, in my opinion. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, they run a TV company, not a wrestling company. Let's put it that way. Uh, and it's unfair. And then, of course, there was a lot of stink about the uh, retribution angle just all the way around. I mean, Mercedes Martinez quitting after a week, wanting to get sent down. They do the tag match and she gets tagged in and has a seizure. And it's like <laughs> they continue the match. It's like somebody just had a seizure. Why are we not checking on this woman? And then she's never heard from again. But your boy Shane Thorne is still employed somehow. I don't get it. Uh, and Slapjack comeback. Come on, Jack Lopes. Let's get on it. Nia Jax, little on the older side in the range. Don't know if that was the issue. Don't know if the mental issues were the issue. Don't know if the anti-vaxxing was the issue. How about never developing? In, well, you know, I would say that, that would be an issue. But if that was going to be an issue, that would have been an issue at some point. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Nia Jax, famous for uh, killing people in the ring at times. Let's... Uh, to be frank, she's. Uh, no, if this is the end of her career, she had a really bad career. No, I don't think it is. I'll tell you where I think she's going. But uh, yeah, she had a her most recent memory was the kind of the dust up in the ring with Charlotte during that match, where they seemed to just lose place and just start screaming at one another. That was comfortable. But uh, yeah, she has had a history of uh, injuring people. But um, you know, I thought she had potential in NXT. I did. I thought I thought she was Im or at least I thought she was improving. She wasn't good. She was a little over pushed, but she had potential if she could have played the played, you know, the giant a little bit better. But uh, I got news for it. I think I think she got cut. I think after 90 days, even though I think production will be done if there's a season two of it, I think Jeannie Buss is giving her a call for women of wrestling. I could see her end up there. It's going to be more TV show than wrestling anyways. And they don't have anybody except Tessa there anyways. So maybe there. And then the, the one that just, man, that goes against every single trope I've said about this company, but Scarlett Bordeaux, hot blonde, not making it to TV. What? <laughs> uh, any thoughts on, on that other than what we've already said about, she should have been with the carrying cross act. The entire time. Yeah, I, I mean, I think. Uh, Although that said, might be another one where she would never wrestle probably as well. Although she can wrestle. The writing on the wall um, when it when it comes to uh, carrying cross talking. Um, cross talking so much uh, made it fairly clear that they wanted to do it without her. And without Charlotte speaking for carrying cross, what is the point of Charlotte, really? Or Scarlet. Scarlet. <laughs> you just had what we like to call a Kinsley gaff. <laughs> I, uh, you know. Telling the truth. 
Well, actually, he's saying something. <laughs> what, what is the point of Charlotte? Is, what is, is the it, point of the Charlotte? Yes. Um. Uh. Finally, some some uh, some negative news on the NXT front. Zoe Stark undergoing knee surgery. Probably, it's the bad kind, so probably out about at least nine months. Which you know, for a division that doesn't have a lot of uh, doesn't have a lot of people who who exhibit decent wrestling skills, in my opinion. I like them. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you got Sarai slash Saray, however you want to say it. You say Sarai, I say Saray. Eo Shirai, Eo Shirai, <laughs> uh, and that's uh, that's about it. You know, Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai. Yeah, I forgot she's she's now back in NXT, but uh, I like Zoe Stark a lot. I like her presence. She she's made to do some dumb things. Don't get me wrong, but there's there's a weird toughness factor that I like about her. Uh, she will be desperately missed i think when she's off of nxt yeah my comment on her is always like I, there's something about her just feels credible yeah. um yeah so uh yeah no she she's uh tomboy credible that's uh, yeah absolutely yeah. uh so that's the news let's give a shout out to our sponsor this week my bookie when it comes to gambling you always want to make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck that's why you should bet with my bookie look kids watching sports is great Watching sports with a little bit of a taste on it makes it that much more exciting. And at my bookie, you can bet on all your favorite sports with exclusive promotions, contests, and more to find your winning bet. Right now, when you make your first deposit with my bookie, you'll instantly receive double your first deposit. It's easy. All you have to do, go to mybookie.ag, sign up, and use our promo code ROPES, R-O-P-E-S, and my bookie will double your first deposit instantly up to $1,000. How's that for fast money? How's that for free money? You get some free money to sling around and make some bets. Use your extra funds to bet on things like UFC, NFL, NBA is in season, even in-game NHL, if you are that much of a betting guy. This promotion is only available for a limited time, so don't miss out. Head to mybookie.ag and use my promo code or our promo code, ROPES, R-O-P-E-S, and secure double your deposit today. That's promo code ROPES. Double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And with that, the trademarked Lazy River of Wrestling Criticism is now open for business. If you are a first-time listener to this podcast, what is the Lazy River of Wrestling Criticism? Well, there is a lot of televised wrestling. Some of it's no longer covered in the Voices of Wrestling family, it would appear. But <laughs> but that's just an inside joke. Uh, but anyways, we will go wherever we want, however we want, things that crossed our mind, things that we noticed, things in the news that I did not cover, the lazy river of wrestling criticism covers any promotion, anywhere, anything that either of us wish to talk about. And up first, Chris, even though your camera is currently off and now it's back on, you are up. On the I lazy am up first. All right. So just a time check this week, people. We're doing we're doing 20 minutes of lazy river and then Nope's got to shove off here. OK. All right. Um, let us start off with, you know, I'm just going to go with Rampage first while because it's on my brain here. Um, loved the punk Eddie Kingston promo. Fire. Uh, just so good. Just so good. Good back and forth. Um, I, I don't think they're turning punk heel, but it was interesting. It was an interesting test balloon of things that punk could say to turn himself heel at some point Let me down the line. Off. Let me cut you off there real quick. Cause it was an interesting test balloon for both because Kingston saying you left for seven years. 
you know, like, like trying to say, you know, that heelish, you abandon us type of thing. The only other thing before I let you continue on this was my thinking was all I want in my wrestling is every guy to be Kingston and punk on their promos. That's all I want. That's what it was in the territory days. Just these angry people, angry at each other who want to fight each other. Chris, the floor is yours. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that that that's a good place to take it, man. Um, Knowing your character really well is actually the best fodder for a promo, right? Like you don't need thousands of talking points. You have a motivation for the scene. CM Punk is going out there. His motivation is he wants an apology. Eddie Kingston is going out there. His motivation is he wants to fight CM Punk and he wants to get CM Punk to commit to a fight. Um, they have their histories, they have their past, they have their personalities, they don't need an extended script. Um, and that just makes much more compelling television. Um, I, I, I thought that all that stuff was really good. It built up a, a, obvious intensity and interest for the match. Um, really looking forward to it. And also, beyond everything else, um, they did a fantastic job pivoting out of the Moxley storyline, which they obviously can't do right now. But if they want to down the line, they absolutely could. And CM Punk here in this promo, I think even test ballooned things that he could use if he wanted to go heel when Moxley returns. Yeah, I liked that. And I, I, I yeah, I just the pull apart, I thought was a little too. I've seen this on WWE TV for years type of thing where you get guys and they break away and they jump on the pile and the blocking was off right like 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 punk it was not there was not enough refs pulling them apart there was not enough effort by kingston and or uh, kingston and punk to like reconnect like like, the energy was off and yeah the energy was off but they were both like flushed by the end which i enjoy i enjoy if you're angry You'll be very red in the face. So I dug that. Uh, also on Rampage, I dug while we're there. Uh, I thought Danielson and Anthony Bowens over delivered because, uh, you know, and uh, I like Mac- Max Caster a lot. I know it's weird, but it, his, his rhymes are, are basic, but just the, yo, listen, and popping Taz on the Laurinaitis line was really good. I, I enjoyed that. And I thought they had a nice, tough little match there, but uh, I will. I will, unless you want to say something right now, I'll, I'll take my river thing. Okay. Uh, I forgot something in the news uh, on social media of all places, because in two weeks, it's the WWE survivor series. One of the big four pay-per-views and, Oh, I think they may have forgotten that it was survivor series in two weeks. So they've been announcing their five on five teams for the two rosters. Chris in the men's division, the SmackDown t- or the, the raw team. It's the raw team is, is uh, con- comprised of, Five people who were on SmackDown before the draft. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, these are people who love the brand. Uh, <laughs> and two of them are the Mysterios. Uh, <laughs> and then on the and then on the SmackDown side, it's three people who were on Raw before the draft. Uh, Sami Zayn, whose gimmick is the company, is conspiring against him. <laughs> and of course, Baron Corbin, who can never go away. Uh, so <laughs> and oh, with with. Or was it? Uh, oh, it's Happy Madcap, Madcap, Madcap Moss. Moss. Yes. Oh, that wacky, wacky comedy duo of Madcap Moss. <laughs> On the women's side, uh, yeah, not much better. Aaliyah is made the SmackDown team over Tony Storm, and she hasn't even been in the ring yet for SmackDown. And <laughs> this is just such a mess. Why are we? 
<laughs> these things could be built naturally with natural feuds and natural things like they used to be back when I was a child and the Survivor Series meant something. Or you'd have the Ultimate Survivor Series where they do these matches and, oh, the people on the winning team get like a title match or something, but they never do these things. They rarely put stakes other than like the authority storyline from a few years back where Dolph Ziegler, I believe lost and came back two weeks later. It's just, this thing needs to be killed or rebranded. Back to me on the lazy river. Uh, I, Cody Rhodes, uh, it just still kind of continues to flounder a little bit with him. Like I, I, the Andrade just like continues to be popular. Like and he gets cheered in Cody. Anybody who's fighting Cody, it's cheered for some reason. And this is your people's fault, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because it's not that I. It's not that I think Cody is an overwhelming positive audience force. Don't get me wrong, but. The hatred is now contrived, in my opinion. It really is, in some way. They, they, they you know, yeah. oh, you don't deserve it. It's, it's like a purity test, I think, versus the young bucks and Kenny. I do. I think it's still that. Like you don't deserve to be a vice president of this company that we really like because all our favorites are here. And then there's you, Cody Rhodes, you interloper. Yeah, it, 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 as someone who who uh, very clearly does not have the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega as, as his favorites or whatever, this always just struck me as a weird like angle to take. But I suppose if you, I mean, I I see the accounts that have like the Kenny Omega avatars, and I suppose if you thought that like everyone else was watering down your Kenny Omega show, maybe you would hate Ke- Cody Rhodes. Uh, let's talk about the angle a little bit because you brought up the Cody thing. I. Uh... I have a choice because I believe this is all still playing into the uh, Malachi Black storyline. And there's some interesting. Well, yeah, it goes to that promo, right? Like this is uh, Julius Caesar was stabbed in the back by multiple people thing. That yeah. Black yeah. Said. <laughs> oh, boy, did I, did I step in it this week about that? Because because uh, he, he mentioned uh, Marcus stabbed him. And I went, no, I, I, no, it was Brutus and Cassius. And Marcus Aurelius was the one who helped to go down and, and find the... Uh, Marcus Aurelius wasn't even alive at that point. I know. Or I thought it was. I, who am I thinking of then? Uh, you, you're not... Marcus Aurelius is like the... Yeah, he's like 100, 200 years later. Um, uh, who's, the, who's, the, who's the main protagonist then in Julius Caesar after that? Anyways, uh, it doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't matter because I blew it because... In Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, he is called Marcus Brutus a couple times, and I had forgotten about that. Uh, but he did say that there's a traitor in in the House of Rhodes, and I think it's Arn Anderson, and I think it was set up to not, that not, on Wednesday night with the fact that he went in there and he pushed Tully Blanchard, but they did not actually come to blows at any point. I think. I've seen a lot of things that that maybe Cody is the actual traitor in the House of Rhodes, which eh, okay, fine, they still won't cheer him. But I think uh, I think old Double A is going to be leaving the House of Rhodes sooner than later. That would be interesting. Um, I, I mean, it, you know, it's certainly I think the thing that was the I, if Double A leaves though then absolutely nothing is going to insulate Cody from getting booed out of the building all the pretty time. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. 
So I, 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 if turning, turning Arn, given the precarious position of Cody right now, turning Arn against Cody, I think would not actually advance his storyline into places where they want to go. Okay. No, they might fair. do it. They might well do it, but I don't think it's actually a smart move. Uh, I, we can go back to uh, dynamite in a second. I'll, I'll go with, uh, for me, Two women's matches I watched that I really, really like this week because I've slagged a bit on the AEW women. I slagged a bit on the main roster women for the most part from two unusual places. Chris, if I told you on the WWE roster, the main roster, two women put on a very entertaining, I want to call it a great match, but put on an entertaining match that you would never expect. Give me two women you would never expect to put on an entertaining match. Um... Uh, uh, Oksana and F off. <laughs> uh, Liv Morgan and Tamina had an interesting match. It was kind of fun to watch on main event of all things. Got a little time to work. Wasn't bad guys, but one that I loved and adored. And I think if it had been in front of an audience, it would have gotten a standing ovation. It would have been overhyped on podcasts everywhere, so I'm going to overhype it now. On NXT UK this week, the main event of that match was Mako Satamara versus Ginny, and it was fantastic, I thought. It was hard-hitting. It wasn't a lot of choreography to it. It was a lot of working the limbs. Mako Satamara is just flat out a badass in the ring, and Ginny is, Ginny is great because she's vicious, and that also belies her uh, hot couture gimmick in many ways as well. Look, did have some Joseph Connor involvement in there at the end, but he got knocked out quick, which is always a blessing. Love me, love me some Joe Con. You, why is that guy not cut? That's what I want to. <laughs> but yes, it was a good seventeen-minute match between two women who could go. It's a shame there wasn't an audience there to see it because if this had been in front of a dynamite crowd, it would have gotten the people on their feet, in my opinion. Uh, Zion Quinn getting stuck with the, I actually have personality gimmick. Oh, uh, God. Oh, uh, oh that, I turned off NXT after this. I could not believe they killed him like this. It, it, he, and the, the worst part is he can't sing like, like, I mean, and you get, they gave him sexy boy, which is a song that you'd actually give somebody who can't sing to like at least pass off that they can sing and he couldn't even sing to sexy boy chris all you have to do to make this segment work robert stone is a geek he's a tremendous flake he is a tremendous geek he was fantastic in this segment and all he has to do is challenge zion to this karaoke thing and for zion to say no and kick him in the face that's all you have to do to get him over instantly that he's not going to play these stupid sports entertainment games because Chris, do you, do you remember the last time there was a karaoke contest on, on WWE television? It was to determine the number one contender for the women's SmackDown title and Lacey Evans and, and Carmella and Naomi. I knew it involved the women. I just couldn't like remember of, what. Because it, of it, course it, it involved the women. Because, because they got course. rid of the butterfly belt, but they didn't get rid of the butterfly sensibilities. <laughs> they rehired the butterfly sensibilities with Pritchard. Um, yeah. I, I, in what world does him sing? Oh, it makes him relatable. 
I, I don't want wrestlers to be relatable. I want them to be badasses. I want them to kick butt. Chris, you have you. I'm, I am forcing you now to play devil's advocate. What were they thinking with this? With uh, okay, so here's I, I can answer it. You have Solo Sokoa and you have Zion Quinn, and they're basically the same guy. So they need to have like a point of delineation between these two dudes. Um, and so they're like, well, Solo Sokoa. Uh, rather than b- making him part of the bloodline, even though everyone's like way ahead of the curve here and he looks like an Uso, so like why not just make him an Uso? Um, like, why don't we have the other guy establish that he's actually, he likes to have fun? God. Oh. oh, no. Uh, okay, um, I, I, I gotta, I, I'm really on the clock now here, so I wanna. Okay, you do one quick thing, I'll do one quick thing. Um, yeah, uh, let's go, go Roman Reigns and, uh, Xavier Woods here. I, look, I like, I, I kind of like the idea of making Xavier Woods the point of focus for the new day. I don't know that it works, and I think it kind of hurts the fact that Kofi was a world champion. Like, Kofi being Sir Kofi really makes Kofi Mania feel like this distant afterthought from a faraway time. Kofi's not on the Survivor Series team, but Woods is, so I assume Kofi might be going against Roman? Interesting, maybe. Or no, they're gonna do title. Other way around. Time. They're gonna do champion versus champion. I think at Survivor Series. I think. I don't yeah, know I think so. Right. Yeah, right, right. So I think maybe Woods is gonna have a match against Roman first because they they at least ended it with. I'm gonna show you what a king is like next week. Okay, my my fault for also not doing this on the news, but I forgot to tell people that at the dark matches for SmackDown this week, dark match was one Kyle O'Reilly versus Johnny Gargano backstage joke is that this is a loser leaves town match in some ways um look i think kyle o'reilly is definitely gone and he lands in aew and he, he and bobby fish are red dragon again i think that's perfect i think they'll do that i do think i think gargano resigns and i think he stays in nxt and i think he's going to be happy with it they the he and uh candace don't seem to be hurting for money they seem to be having a nice living they live in orlando they're disney freaks when they lived out here, when Candace lived out here, she had a season that they like going to Disney. They're going to raise their kid full of Disney stuff. They can't cut Candace because she's pregnant right now. I think there's a good chance that Johnny Gargano, instead of doing the grind, resigns with WWE and, and as long as he can stay in NXT. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Gargano, Ciampa. Uh, and, you know, the last thing I guess I'll end on is uh, Dexter Loomis is a guy who I have been in my very long tenure here at Voices of Wrestling. I have been reviewing Dexter Loomis since I was still hosting Stipulation and he deb- debuted as Sam Shaw. Yeah, and, and, and I cannot believe that in 2021, Dexter Loomis has really found a foothold with this character as a babyface, no less. Would he work on the main roster, in your opinion? I... I think he would. Yeah, with that I think casual he, he, type of fan that loves the I, comedy. I mean, given... Yeah, given the way... like like They like Rick Boogs... So I mean, the boogie like, man still gets a pop. Now right, he won't yeah, be a yeah. star, but he, yeah. uh, you know, he could be yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So cool. Let's right. close the lazy river of commentary wrestling criticism. We'd like to thank my bookie. Once again, MyBookie.ag. use code ropes, get double your deposit up to $1,000 and follow me at crap game 13. You can follow Chris at DWATG. You can follow the show at shake them ropes. All one word. We are part of voices of wrestling, youtube.com slash voices of wrestling. If you want to watch video of this and listen to all the podcasts on our network, Chris also does a Patreon uh, concentrating on political commentary. He's going to plug it now before he runs. 
Go to patreon.com slash DWATG. Subscribe up to Don't Worry About the Government. I did an episode with Bruce Carlson last week. I'm going to tape one this week here. Uh, things are finally starting to stabilize again schedule-wise, so I'll be putting out an episode here in the next few days, probably going through the infrastructure bill, talking about what's in it, what's not, how I feel about it, all those sorts of things. You can find that at don'tworry.tv on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Lots of salt. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.